Welcome to Somebody Date Jen and Kyle, the podcast where two people pursue and try and succumb to love. I'm Jen Sanford. This is Kyle Marshall. And we're two people that have a podcast about love, but we can't find it. <laughs> we can't find it. Oh, it's gone. It's lost. It's it's disappeared. Kyle, um, how are you? How are you? I was just saying before we got on air, you look you look hot. <laughs> You look hot, but you don't feel hot. You're the only person who thinks that. Jen, I want you I want to read you a message uh that I received on Tinder. I will preface this by saying I have now since blocked them. <clears throat> and I quote, uh, it's not your personality, you're just kind of ugly. That is what <laughs> the message was that I received. And for somebody who has huge anxiety about their attractiveness, let me tell you that that sent me into a real big negative spiral. So that's how my week is going. Oh my god, Kyle! Like, did you meet this person? No, never. No, they never just met looked at person. your picture and decided to just be a dick to you. And I know this intellectually, but personally, it like uncovers every single little bit of like insecurity that I have. So of course, it hit me like right center and like, oh, this is not what I needed to read this week. Have you driven in Inglewood lately? Have you driven? <laughs> no, I'm serious. Have you driven in Inglewood? Oh gosh, it's been a few weeks, probably. Somebody bought a billboard and it says, Why are you trying to get <laughs> Fuck every- you, Kyle? <laughs> no. <Okay. laughs> it says uh it's it's it actually says it's not your personality. It's just no 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 no. What it says is, why are you trying to get everyone to like you? You don't even like everybody. And I have no right, context right, right. to why this billboard is up, but I'm infatuated with it. I have two minds on this. Jen, your intellectual friend, says mm-hmm. You can't let somebody else define how you see yourself. These things cannot rock mm-hmm. you. You have to have the institutional power to be like, I know myself. I know I'm good looking. Other people have said I'm good looking. I have evidence to the, to the suggestion of otherwise. I'm a thriving person. And then the Jen that is like your homegirl is like, let's find that motherfucker and shiv him in the neck. <laughs> Let's burn down his house. Let's find that guy and strip him nude and burn down his house. And I'm happy to help. And if something bad should happen, I will. I built for Dateline. That's where I'm at. So which which friend Jen would you like? Would you like the the intellectually refined? Let's have a glass of Pinot Grigio and talk about it. Or do you want to have a shot with me? And then we're going to find out where that dick lives. You know, we are going to this fancy little bar establishment called Major Tom this week, Jen. So bring your gasoline because we have a, a road trip we're going to be going on. <laughs> yes, we do. And I'm exactly that kind of friend. So, okay. We often start these shows by doing what's called like the scorecard. Yes. Jen, I've been holding on to this because you need to help me understand what the fuck is going on? I need to tell you about a thing that happened this week that I don't even know. Like, I don't even know. I don't get it. So you may remember and the audience might remember that I received a message on Tinder a few weeks ago. Uh, we I matched with this person, but they actually live in Vancouver. Yeah. Right. And they are currently, because of their job, working in Calgary for the next few months. And if you guys will remember, I tried to get mm-hmm. Kyle on Christmas to go to Vancouver for a booty call. And because he was nervous about being murdered, Correct. I, off- I offered to go with him as a buffer. And he still said yeah. no. Much to the chagrin of our psychic. We probably should have gone on that trip to Vancouver because we would have probably had a great time. And let me tell you why. This person, this gentleman, 
has arrived back in Calgary. And I got a message on Tinder saying, like, literally as he was arriving, like, hey, I'm at the Calgary airport. Oh, okay. The, in that particular moment, I was actually busy doing other things. I was like, hey, like, let's maybe meet up sometime this week. So a few days ago, we actually do. We, we meet up for the very first time. We go for drinks at this place downtown called National or the national they have a few different locations but we we go we have dinner we 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 meet i feel like yeah we have this pretty good connection so then of course uh i message him right after that encounter i'm like hey had a great time maybe we could do something this weekend he's like yeah totally up for it what do you want to do and i was like you know instead of like going and having to spend money why don't you come over to my place We'll watch a movie and we'll we'll have you know a good Sex. time. I don't. Know. <laughs> I, mean, I didn't say that, but that was basically like the Let's the message honest. I really Calibre wanted to 38. say. Thirty eight. We don't have time for this anymore. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I like to be a little bit more sly, Jan. Um, but anyway, yeah, of course you do because when this guy texted you and said, "I'm just at the Calgary airport," I think my advice to you was to say, "Well, I'm at the airport." riding around on the baggage carousel wearing a strategically placed baggage tag or baggage tag and a half lucky you but again kyle goes for more <laughs> refined i'm wearing a single baggage tag that's you right. can think of what that means okay so he comes over right so we f- flash uh, f- fast forward to that night he comes over were you nervous we having t- wait were you nervous having him over to your house yeah i'm always a little bit nervous when people come over i always like kind of freak out for two different reasons one is like is my house clean enough and secondly <laughs> and secondly i am i'm like it's it's more awkward i think if a if a relationship goes south in your own house because at a certain point you have to like um can you leave please and if it ends psycho <laughs> they know where yeah. you live exactly so there's mm. there's kind of all that stuff going on anyway so a little bit nervous he comes over and i can tell he is nervous as well which mm. i mean understandably so so that's nice, though. That's nice that he's nervous, yeah, too. I agree. So we sit and we talk and we talk and we talk. And then he brings up his phone. And because we can, are can I, connecting on movies, I like ask the question, like, what's your favorite movie? And he answers, actually, very surprisingly, uh, my favorite movie is her. I'm like, oh, that's a really interesting Ooh. answer. And so we talk about that. And then he brings out his phone and like, and we do like the IMDb game of like, oh, like who directed this and who who and he went on to do this and oh this movie and like you know going through the that yeah, type of thing. Kyle's mental porn. Go ahead. <laughs> Correct. And, and and then I I ordered pizza to the house just to have something to eat because I was hungry and I hadn't had dinner and he hadn't either. So like we're eating, we're talking, we're talking, we're talking. It has been Jan at this point three hours. Okay, he has been at my house for three hours you must be exhausted that's a lot of talking for you well as an introvert especially i'm like i am kind of done at this point i am like (laughs) very expended my energy so i do what i call the kyle move okay oh god (laughs) the kyle move is is at at a certain point here a couple years ago there's this i guess there's this kind of like theory in the mental health world those people who ask for what they uh you have to petition the universe. You have to ask for what you want. People that are well are ask for what they want, right? Like they they just ask yes. for what they want. And so I, that's what I do. I was like, hey, I, I, I'm try- I want to be very, very like fair <laughs> here. I believe the exact way I asked it was, hey, 
do you want to kiss or make out right now? That is like literally what I just asked. I asked that question. And then I watched him fold in on himself in nervousness. Like he got really kind of weird about it. He's like, you just asked me that question. He said that you just asked me that question, like straight up. I'm like, yeah, like, I mean, you've been here for three hours. I don't know what we matched on Tinder. What do you think this is? Do you think you're here to do my taxes? It's like, well, now I feel like. I have a lot of pressure on me. I'm like, oh, well, <gasps> oh, I mean, like, I, oh. and I was like, well, that's not my intention. Like, literally, like, if if the answer is no, then the answer is no. Like, I'm fine with the answer being no. Just let me know. That's that's fine. Anyways, he like it got like kind of weirdly awkward. Oh. <laughs> and so I was like, I just kind of tried to steer the conversation other places. He stayed there for like another ninety minutes, and then Jen, nothing happened. <laughs> and so he leaves we have this like really weird christian side hug as he like leaves my house and then he's gone out into the night and I'm like what happened like i don't understand what's going on and then let me read to you verbatim this is an hour after he left okay and it's a text message so you know it's going to be from the heart okay here we go hey thanks for dinner and beer Sorry I felt a bit awkward when you popped the question, lol, lol. Uh, He's laughing out loud at this point. I'm definitely down for that. Let me buy you dinner next time if you still want to hang out. And so now I'm like super confused because like, okay, so like, I don't know. Jen, as 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 an observer, as a third party to this, like what, what is going on? But it's easy. You're dating you. You almost made me do a spit take with my water I was sipping there. (laughs) Yeah. What happened there is something that you would do. Get all nervous, get all in your head, feel pressure, panic, delay, leave, be honest. That's like Kyle Playbook. (laughs) You're just dating yourself. (laughs) I think that this could be quite remarkable because what I have found is that for myself as an introverted person, which kind of surprises people, like look at our dynamic even though it's not romantic. Mm-hmm. Look, our dynamic is like, I'm introverted, but when I'm with you, you're more introverted, which forces me to be extroverted, right? Because every balance needs a counterbalance. Right. This might be the universe putting someone in front of you to say, well, now you're going to have to be the show pony. Well, see, this is the thing, Jen, since we've gone to that psychic here at the beginning of the year, after date one, I was like, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not like 100% convinced that this is going anywhere. And 2021 Kyle would have been like, okay, that's it. I'm just going to not respond and like defer, defer, defer. I'm like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to take the bull by its horns. I'm going to like go forward and stuff like that. So I don't know. Maybe this is one of those, those things where I have to try things that I would normally not do and see where it goes. Well, not to be super crass, but do you see how you're kind of in a circle jerk, like an accidental circle (laughs) jerk? Because you've had this one guy who sent you a Twitter message that totally hurt your feelings when you had, Mm. you know, the courage to be vulnerable and say what you mean. And now you've got this other person who expressed the same vulnerability to say what he means. And now the question becomes to you, how do you respond? Have you responded to that note? Um, the, the quick answer is yes. Um, so I said this week is like the worst week because I literally have like either business or other things planned every single night this week. It's a very weirdly busy week for me as far as the evening. So it's like, do you want to go for lunch maybe on one of these days? So we're trying to, we're trying to figure that out. Yeah. The thing that I would think about is that 
you know, this guy left your apartment liking you, but feeling awkward, don't leave him hanging. We've all been left hanging by somebody who were like, oh God, Mm -hmm. it's just hanging out there. Um, If this guy, like, do you like this guy, Kyle? Yes, I do. I like, this is, this is where I feel so bad because. Oh no, is this a yes, but? It's a yes, but. I don't know if this is just, sometimes I, I outthink myself when I get into you these think? situations. You think? Well, it's not like true love, like five minutes into this interaction. So therefore, now I have questions. I always get into my head about this sort of thing. So like, yeah, like I find him, I find the guy fascinating in just like his thought process and like what he likes and, and, and that sort of thing. Like there, there's that kind of connection, but we'll see. I don't know. It's, it's so new that it's like, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't even know how to answer that question effectively. Don't leave him hanging, Kyle. We've all been there. Do your part. All right. Well, Jen, how has your week been? So we haven't really talked about Jesus. (laughs) Yeah, no, not Jesus Christ. The man that I'm going on dates with who looks strikingly like the Caucasian modern day depiction of of Jesus Christ. (laughs) The Catholic Uh, Church's version of Jesus. The Catholic Church's version of Jesus Christ. Just to bring us up to speed. For those people who, that one person that cares, that sends us an email every week and is like, what are you doing with Jesus? We were done before Christmas. And then there was like a, like a big, you know, act of something. A second coming, you can say it. (laughs) There you go. Um, (laughs) And he was very romantic on New Year's Eve. And there was kind of a thought that maybe we're both just kind of intimidated by our feelings and that I'm, you know, functionally broken. So that's kind of where we landed on that. And then, you know, he, we kind of thought like, okay, it's a new year and I'm holding inside that we went to the psychic and the psychic is like, you're barreling into a contract with this guy. This guy's got good energy for you and you guys are compatible. And I'm like, uh, which I had a lot of mixed feelings about as, as you guys all know, you know, as we approach 40, it's very unlikely that we're going to meet people that don't come with their own set of history and and baggage. Certainly I was married uh, and in a long-term relationship um, in the case of Jesus, he, you know, has an ex-wife, just one, and a couple of um, cute little kids. You know, so the new year comes and I'm committed to seeing like, okay, I've been looking for everything that's wrong with this guy. So let's just start to look at what is going right. Let's explore it with some curiosity. Like the psychic said, ask tough questions. So I'm doing that. And the very first thing that happens is that he gets incredibly sick incredibly sick he was so sick and i really it was a really different change of dynamic for us because i got to show my nurturing side which kyle will tell you doesn't Mm -hmm. exist and i tried i honestly tried um and right at the end of him being sick he gets a call from his ex-wife who has the kids because he's been sick and she's like we have covid now i'm quarantined away for a long time and it's gonna fall over two weekends which means that, you know, I'm trying to see if this is something and we now are going to have five consecutive weekends apart. Well, and I think to add on to this, not to to bring stuff outside the podcast into the podcast, but uh, oh, you ahead. had planned to go and see him on a, on this weekend, did, were you not? And now it's like, well, you ca- I can't. Yeah, no, I had moved all of my plans. And, you know, like, listen, I get that plans change and I get that he's a parent and I get that that's important. And it brings me back to something I've been thinking about since we went to the psychic, not to bring up the psychic every episode. But when she said in the episode, you have a contract coming with this guy, like this guy really likes you and you have a contract coming. I don't know why I didn't ask the question, should I be in this contract? 
Mm, like yeah. I remember going to a psychic once and she's like, you're going to get married. And I did get married. I did marry that person. And I wish I would ask that psychic, should I be in that marriage? Is that marriage good for right. me? Is that marriage in the cards for me? And I don't know why. Again, I did not ask Starlene, what, like, what should I be in this contract? But I don't know. I, it's, it, this is becoming the ballad of Jesus Christ is we're two steps forward and then we're five steps back and I don't want to dance. I don't, I don't. And so then I retreat back to this gen mode and just to bring something outside of the podcast into this podcast, you guys, I called Kyle and I was just at like that elevator went to 11. I was so pissed off. <laughs> yeah, I was sure so poor was, Kyle's yeah. like, hi. And I'm like, nope, I'm furious. And he's at, just at like, a certain point. I thought you were blaming me. And I was like, I, I, I have no idea what's going I on. Probably was. I'm just feeling like with Jesus, it's just, it's just, there's constantly something. There's something. One, two steps forward, five steps back. And I'm so frustrated. And I'm more frustrated because when situations like this happen, I really realize that I really do like this guy, but I cannot quell the panic of did I go from a bad guy before to another bad guy? And it's just going to be like a square peg in a round hole, me trying to make it work like I did before. I, I do just wrap this all the way back to how this episode started. I do feel mm -hmm. like I have learned today that how you and I cope with setbacks is really problematic because you <laughs> got a nasty text and drank your feelings. I can tell. I can tell from okay, the blush like, on your cheeks. We don't cheeks. need to tell the audience that, but okay, <laughs> sure. <laughs> and for me, I went crazy. I went crazy. It was just me dancing around in my sweatpants <laughs> to Hot Stuff by Donna Summer. I sprayed all my mm. shoes with protectant spray. I was like crazy. Even my poor dad came over and was like, are you, are you fine? And I'm like, yeah, I'm just yeah. wearing this little hat and I just don't want anyone to piss me off today. And he's like, do you want to go to the car wash or just like get like get out of this house? Because you're not on quarantine. You've had no exposure. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. And I was like, yeah, this is me spending the weekend, you know, hanging with my dad. But I think it was like a, like a mercy mission. But that's you and I. You and <laughs> right. I maybe need to handle these setbacks a little bit better. I did think the uh, the burning cross on the ex-wife's lawn was maybe a bit <laughs> overboard. But uh. Hey, listen, Kyle, you got to support me in my choices. Um, sure, you sure. know, compounding all of this, I, I think it sh we should mention that we've reached an important milestone in the ballad of Kyle and Jen which is that it finally happened that Kyle and I matched on Tinder. So that's compounding <sighs> our hard week because like Kyle, I get the shorts, but I'm not emotionally capable to see the short shorts at this time. So I'm also... Well, my, my question is, did because uh, uh, I you know haven't been really swiping on Tinder lately. Did you swipe right? I want to know if you swiped right on my... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> on my you profile. know what i might have i i have a tendency to do this thing where if it's someone that i recognize it's like my mind goes like oh you know that person so you swipe right like oh i know them and so i don't know what yeah. i did i remember stopping and i remember thinking do i want to flip through and see what i see and i decided against it but i think i might have i think i might have swiped right I don't know. I don't okay. know. I think I was so shell shocked. I text. I sent you a text, and I was like, "Yeah, you well, did. Yeah, 100%. it's finally, it's finally happened, and it's we finally have to live happened." With that and now. Um, on a later episode, we could maybe judge each other's uh, Tinder profiles and give each other notes. 
So you're you're saying no short shorts. Okay, I'm, I'm break saying, this down. I'm saying no to short shorts, but I don't think I'm your demographic. So maybe read the room differently. But um, <laughs> having this experience and and trying to figure out, you know, the type of man that Jesus is, and thinking about the type of you know men that you're looking for, it got me thinking about all the different types of men out there. And I'm always reticent to put men into categories because. When men do it to women, they go to federal jail. But there are sometimes, you know, certain types of characteristics that do really lump men together. And you know who we never talk about, Kyle? Mormons. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but we've reached our quota of religious content for the week. So sure, I think sure. what we, the thing we never talk about are jackasses. We never talk uh-huh. about jackass. And we know the thing is, is that we never talk about them, but we all know one. Those guys mm-hmm. out there that, you know, Johnny Knoxville is their faithful leader. These are predominantly categorized as men who are like stupid or annoying or like kind mm-hmm. of also disgusting. But because the universe is totally cruel, they also have this undeniable charisma that totally draws people in toward them. And we're all drawn in yeah. for different reasons. For some of us, it's about the excitement of them. For some of them, it's the sheer, like, we're in awe of what they are. For some of us, we're going through, like, an, um, an emotional trauma of our own that we're just attracted to these types of people. Um, and for some people, and I'll put myself in this category, we kind of just like that bad boy energy. And not bad boy, like, like I want to be so clear that we're not conflating because people do a jerk with a jackass, right? Like a jerk is a bad guy. His intentions are nefarious and they're, you know, they mean malice, but a jackass is just kind of like an idiot. It's It's more cluelessly stupid. Yeah. And I think the best way I can probably describe them is that they're like Peter Pan. They like just never grow old. Right. So they see the, 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 the lens of their world with such a, like a reckless childhood abandonment. And maybe that's giving them a glossier term than they deserve. But I always wonder as we get older, what happens to those men? What happens to those men? Like Kyle, like, do you know a jackass? Were you privy to that when you were in school? So here's the thing. Like, this is going to be primarily a a Jen Sanford heavy episode, I'm afraid, because (laughs) as far as my dating life goes, most of those men are not gay or bisexual, so I don't actually date them. But how this do we know? Be... How do we know that? Well, I, I just say that that from my experience, because this is essentially could be called subtitled like Kyle's high school life, because of me really? literally like pining and falling in love with all of these jackasses <gasps> who were one thousand percent straight and are now. Based on like the once every 10 days I log on to Facebook, either anti-vaxxers or Trump supporters. And I have no use for them anymore. Uh, not to air my politics to so no. loudly, but still. And not it's mutually just like, inclusive or exclusive of one another. Yeah. But yeah. So you pine over the jackass. Why? Oh, I don't know. I think I find their stupidity lovable. I mean, if we're just going to use like the Johnny Knoxville example. Yes. Yeah. I have this weird love of the Jackass movies, even though it's like, you're stupid. Why would you do what you're doing? This is so dumb. And yet, and yet, whether it's Johnny Knoxville or Steve-O, I'm like, you're pretty cute. I, I could see that. <laughs> I, I throw down yeah. with that if, if given the chance. Yeah, I am, to be fair... Ladies and gentlemen, I wish you could see the look on my face because I am utterly shocked by this. I thought Kyle's going to get the description of this episode, read through the notes, read through the show notes and just go, 
Jen is having emotional trauma. Jen is having a breakdown. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, but I am shocked that you're even familiar with this ecosystem, which before you go on, for those of you listening who have no idea what we're talking about, first of all, this episode is clearly not for you. But those of you that are need a refresher, MTV went through this period where they were tired of licensing music videos. So they decided to to have a bunch of late night content and yeah, they got honestly, together. This was like the beginning of the end of like MTV being a music channel, like in the totally. late 90s. It's like, why don't we do like reality TV? And now that's yeah. all that they are. And it was so like, this is, we're talking like pre-survivor. Like we're talking about like, yeah, if yeah. people want to talk about pioneers of reality TV, I'm afraid that that. So Johnny Knoxville was a stunt guy. And he had this round with this ragtag gr- crew of um, like Ryan Dunn and Bam Margera and Steve-O and uh, Preston and... Wee Man. Yeah, Wee Man. All, the, all these guys that had known each other from, from a lo- from a long time. And they were, you know, big into the skateboard culture. And they yeah. just were these fundamental pranksters. And what happened was MTV was like, what would these pranks look like if we gave these guys too much money? And recorded it, and the result was like a gold mine. And what I find fantastic is that we never truly know how how incredible Jackass would have been in popularity because it existed in an ecosystem before YouTube and Twitter, before all yeah. of the stuff could be cut into clips. But and yet everybody was talking about it. Imagine YouTube, but you had to wait for a certain night for it to air. Exactly, <laughs> and that was what Jackass was. Exactly, and. Then MTV realized that it could be commercialized. And so, and Johnny Knoxville is a, you know, he's an enterprising, you know, Mm -hmm. money man. People underestimate him for that. And he, you know, they gave them rights to a film and the film was wildly popular. And then they were on fire, right? All of those guys, for the most part, stayed together. Um, A few of them, you know, as you can imagine, couldn't keep up with their own lifestyle. Bam Margera's in really bad shape. Ryan Dunn crashed a car and passed away a few years ago. I can't believe Preston's still alive. I think that guy's 900 pounds, but hanging in there. I honestly can't believe Steve-O is still alive. Like, out of all of them, I thought, like, for sure he would be the one... I always I always like the the evolution of Steve-O because he was always the most fearless of the group. They could get him to do mm-hmm. things that they couldn't get other people to do. But then he hit rock bottom but had enough of a support yeah. system to get a lot of help. And he still has that Steve-O-ness, but he's moved largely into the podcast space. I always love when I see him on the Discovery Channel. Shark Week sure has yeah. figured out how to make Steve-O do anything related to sharks. <laughs> They're like, if you can do something stupid on a channel that doesn't exist anymore, I don't care if you're almost 50 years old, what can you, let's just chum the the waters and have you dive in here and make some great television jen this does mean that like we are going to go and watch jackass 4 then of course right that's is right that, is that what we're leading up to yes it is and you know what kyle it opens today <laughs> is it really yes. oh that's so funny yeah realize. it opens today i have to say that i was never attracted to the jackass i was always sort of enamored by it but i was never attracted you know as a prim and proper little you know good christian girl but i have to say that i have a half brother and he could have been right in with that crew there was pranks that they pulled that i was like they've my i've seen that that's old news that's happened before i i've been headbutted and tossed by a cow before i was not anticipating <laughs> for that to happen but that has that happened really to happen me before to did that really oh, happen sure. to you? growing up on the farm yeah we were oh treating a little calf, and the mother of the calf was not too fond of us giving a shot, and uh, it tossed me, tossed me real good. <laughs> it did not really? feel great when I landed Aww. on the ground, but 
I've never dated a, a jackass, but I think I'm thinking about it a lot. I was so hoping it's like dated Steve-O for two months back. Yeah, back, back in the, the day. Early 2000s. Back in the day, there's a 25 year age difference, but that didn't stop me. No, never dated a jackass, but I I think about it now because in the beginning I cared so much about like the reputation and the presentation and the look and the feel and the brand of who I was dating. So the idea of dating someone who was like, hey, I shoved a toy car up my ass was not really super appealing to me. But now that I don't care because I am who I am and I just want to date someone who's like honest, loyal, forthright. And I feel like a jackass can be those things. <laughs> and um, and uh, I don't care. I don't care. But we decided to solicit in the fishbowl. And I'll admit to you that we had quite a challenging question in the fishbowl because we asked questions like, "Do are you dating a jackass? If so, what questions do you have? Do you know someone dating a jackass? What questions do you have? And as always, you delivered. Kyle's got the fishbowl this week. Let's roll. I do have it right here. I'm just going to remove my keys from here. Uh, and New Year's steam, same shtick. <laughs> Here's the first question. It reads, uh, my sister Callie is dating a total jackass and no one in our family understands why. She's totally put together and he always shows up, tells totally immature jokes, plays pranks, and get this, wore sweatpants to our grandma's funeral. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't understand what she sees in him. How can we get her to realize he's a child and break up with him? So Jen, what <laughs> advice would you give to them? Well, first of all, one of the things we know is a universal truth is the more you force someone to end something, the more they hang on to it, right? Um, it's the same mm -hmm. reason we can't get people vaccinated, not to get political with it, but the <laughs> more you force someone into an option that's not theirs, the more they hold on to an ideal that they may not have been that committed to in the beginning. I, <laughs> I'm i laughing because I think we can all picture this, right? The guy that shows up and he's like, hey, what is it? I'm a mess. Also, like he just... probably wore like a t-shirt tuxedo, like one of those shirts that had like the silk printed tuxedo no on way. them. He had the on a white, a white hoodie and sneakers. You know, this is the thing about a jackass is that they're so comfortable in their own skin, which is the thing that probably attracts us to them. But then it manifests itself in terms of like, well, I just want to be comfortable. It's going to be a hard day. And I don't know why that is yeah. always the sound of the way a jackass sounds. Like if you ask someone to imitate a jackass, they'll always be <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. This is the way it is. Like they're from South, like from South Southern California. I don't know why yeah, we do yeah, that. Yeah. I think what matters is does your sister, Callie, like this person? And I lean back into some great advice that someone gave me. Now I come from a long line of dating men that my family didn't approve of. So I speak to this with some credibility, but at the end of the day, the question becomes, don't pick the better man, pick the man that makes you the better person. Mm. Right? Like I had a, I had a gorgeous resume husband. I, he was, you know, had a great job. We lived in a gorgeous home. He was responsible with money, but he did not make me my best person. And people just said, like, on paper, Jennifer, like, you're not going to do better. And I was like, well, I have to try because this person is not, you know, is not cultivating this ability for me to become my best self in this relationship and for myself. So I think the, the, the question is to look really at your sister and say, aside from my own reputation and my own feelings and my own thought about this guy, which may embarrass you or make you feel some kind of way, what is happening with your sister? Is your sister happy? Is she thriving? Is she growing? Is she content? Is she you know, finding purpose and direction. Like if she's frustrated and she's embarrassed and she's trying to change the situation, then you've got to have a hard chat with her. But if you like, don't put your feelings on top of someone else. If she's doing great, then 
it's just something you're going to have to get used to, right? Expecting that everyone's going to be a perfect fit because of what you think everyone should date is a dangerous proposition. And I learned that the hard way because a lot of my friends married men that I don't like, that I'm like, ooh, I'm not a fan of this person. But my friends are, so that's really all that mattered in the end. What do you think, Kyle? Well, I, I think just picking up where you were talking about, like it's hard to uh, force someone into a position that they really don't want to go to. And I think that's true when it comes to the other person's romantic partner. You could come at them with like a dossier full of like, these are the reasons why you should not be dating this person. And you're just going to watch them dig their heels in and not listen to you. Totally. Because I personally don't think they're going to be receptive to that at all. Through this question, definitely we see that this person who wrote in was embarrassed, was upset, was feeling grievance towards this person. But we don't actually know if Callie was. Like, I don't, I, right. they never mentioned the fact that of whether or not Callie was feeling the same way. And if she's not, then you're basically presenting her with the problem that she does not foresee herself. It reminds me of one of my favorite scenes from Sex in the City where Carrie Bradshaw is going, she's decided she's going to move to Paris with um, Alexander Petrovsky, the Russian, and her best friend Miranda doesn't like it. And she doesn't hide that they don't like it. And she, of course, Miranda was a character that was always built to represent the tone and the will of the audience of the, of the viewer of the program. And, you know, she says, you know, don't, don't go with him to Paris and don't, I don't want you dating him. I don't like him. And Carrie turns around and snaps around and says, then don't you date him. And I think that that's a provocative. And then, of course, her next move is that she did, she decides to go to Paris with him. Um, so there's a classic case of, you know, digging in when you're when you're facing yeah. opposition. I think what I loved about that moment was that, you know, you do really welcome this idea of just because it's not the person that you would date doesn't mean it's not the right person for someone else. And if, if she's, you know, like I said, if she's her best self, then, yeah, she's with a guy that's wearing sweatpants to a funeral. By the way, just as a quick aside. Uh, this kind of blew my mind when I saw this on Twitter this week. Do you know that the the actresses that are in the latest season of Sex and the City, this kind of rebooted season, mm-hmm. are the exact same age as the actresses who were in The Golden Girls back in the 80s? Doesn't yes. that blow your mind? <laughs> yes. The way that we view age nowadays? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that they were in a retirement home doing their, living their best, yeah. you know, eating their cheesecake life. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think that's the I think it's more shocking like yeah the inverse way which is like wait so the Golden Girls were like 52 and they were in a retirement home that does exactly. seem weird <laughs> exactly sent out to pasture for sure for sure I, yeah. yeah I do love that I do love that what else do we have all right so next question is my boyfriend is a jackass I love it and I don't want to change him but sometimes he can embarrass me do you think he'll kind of grow out of some of the more immature stuff. Jen, what do you think? Well, I did had to had to check if this question was submitted by a person named Callie because then it changed my answer from the first question. It was not. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I want to just say, like, as a communications person, and you probably know this as a person with an English major, anytime somebody phrases a question and they use the word kinda, what they're really mm-hmm. saying is is a desperate plea to know Very if much. something's <laughs> gonna happen. Like are you kind of going to show up on time today? Like, are you, ki- are you kind of going to wear that? Like, anytime you say kind of, <laughs> it's like a quiet plea for help. Yeah. So in this case, I think the context of what she's really saying is that I, I've grown to love this person, but I'm evolving. 
and is this person going to evolve too? Like, are we going to evolve or am I going to leave this person behind? And that really is the crux of it all, isn't it, Kyle? Like we grow, we seek, you know, we find and not to yield, as Tennyson would say. And we we are always panicked that we're leaving people behind. And by panicked, I mean, that is my major. That is what I've done all my life. I just iterate out of relationships that I'm in. I, I matriculated in panic. Actually. That's right. <laughs> there you go. Um and so I think what's happening here is that she's growing and she's wondering if he's going to grow also, if they're going to grow apart. That's how I read this question for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think it depends. This is, this is always the tough part with the questions that people send in. And this is not me throwing our audience under the bus. But at the same time, I need to know what the embarrassing things are maybe to be to give a fuller answer to this. I actually kind of find it endearing a little bit if there's people who are able to retain a bit of like childlike wonder or childlike exuberance over certain things. So it's like, yeah, like you're immature or you're like going overboard a little bit with this, but there's something neat about that or something I I, I kind of like about that. Now, if that is you're shooting like bottle rockets indoors at the age of 55, like maybe then there's time to step in and be like, can you do this outside, please? Yeah. Or like I said before, if it's her very first day of work and she's, you know, she's an architect, she's gone to school for 20 mm. years to have her dream job. And he's like, hey, could you take the day off? Because I have a car up my bum. Right? Yeah. Right. I mean, I mean, isn't this though, like, honestly, basically the history of sitcoms in a way, whereas like you have this like <laughs> yeah. woman who just has to endure the stupid stupidity of the man in this relationship and that's where the comedy comes from right or even even men to men right remember larry and balky like tell me they weren't lovers kyle they were lovers right they, uh, well they were cousins so hopefully not but uh <laughs> yeah they were cousins sure sure my probably my favorite sitcom theme song of all time and i'm gonna stand i'm gonna die on that hill Ooh, provocative uh and that's gonna play right now But I don't know. I, I like. I think it, this is something that you have to answer yourself in a way. Is like, does it embarrass you to such a degree where it is a deal breaker, or is it like, hey, partner of mine, maybe don't do this all the time, or even asking the question, are you? Is this a forever part of you? Is it? Do you think this is a forever part of you? The actual question here is, do you think he'll he'll kind of grow out of this? I think that potentially like there's some dumb stuff i did in my teenage years that like i eventually was like i don't need to or want to do this anymore oh my oh my god like what what did you do sorry sorry was that too eager what did you do that would be in a jackass category so i am a closeted wrestling fan as actually jen kind of knows about that i only sometimes will lean into and let other people know about and so as such, one of my favorite wrestlers of all time is a gentleman named Mick Foley, who made a career out of sacrificing his body, falling through tables from very high heights, totally. uh, falling onto like actual thumbtacks, going into death matches in Japan. Really, he lost an ear in a wrestling match, like legitimately lost oh, an ear. Oh, he's the real deal. Anyways, so because of that, I was like so inspired by him. This is how lame I was as a kid. I was so inspired by him as a, as a teenager. It's not lame. Stop it, Kyle. That's not I would, lame. I would set up these old plywood boards and jump off the roof of the barn, which was like <gasps> 15 feet high, roughly, and fall through them. Oh, and like really hurt myself multiple times. Oh, yeah. Right through plywood. 
Oh yeah. I go, what? Like you're like, like you didn't hurt break myself. something. I never like dislocated or anything, but I, I hurt myself a couple of times pretty badly just jumping off. And you're just completely unsupervised. Well, you're a child of the 80s, so of course you were. You just would go child up the onto 90s, the top of the let's roof. Be clear. <laughs> yeah. And you would just jump off the roof and oh, land yeah. right off the roof. You could have killed yourself. My sister saw me a couple of times. She's like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> it's like, whatever, man. You don't know me. Um, but yeah, I, I did that. I did that. I'm not going to do that now. I'm 38. I'm going to break a bone if I did that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that kind of that kind of stuff. But there's, yeah. I don't know. Like, do you, my question would be like, if it refines and matures, do you really want it to be gone? Like, if you fell mm. in love with a guy who was kind of like, listen, we're going to, we're going to pull this off. You know, to wake up and realize that all of that's gone one day, like, I don't know, like, it just feels like losing the essence. It would be like if you were really, really funny and then you suddenly you're like, I think I'm done with that. Again, it really just depends like what the what the things are. Uh, But I think, you know, talking to him and really watching and, and looking at like, okay, how long have we been together thus far and what behaviors have changed? Because people will say like, you know, having a family will change you and you know, growing mm. in a career will change you. We have no idea from the questions submitted. We got to change the form, how old they are. Like if she's like, my boyfriend's a jackass. We're 16 and 17. I'm like, oh yeah, he's going to, he's going to change. Um, but yeah. if she's like, we're 40, I'll be like, oh, I think you might <laughs> well, be solidified maybe. with where you're at. But exactly, exactly. All right, keep going. What else we got? All of my boyfriend's friends are total jackasses. They would be on the show, jackass. When he's around them, he's a total child but it's just he and i he's okay does this sound right to you jen this feels like every romantic comedy but go tell me (laughs) tell me your thoughts i actually think it sounds totally right i think it sounds totally right and i actually think it sounds like the best of both worlds because it sounds to me like someone who can really have a lot of fun with his friends and then you know be a responsible adult for you which it seems like you you like i think that mm-hmm. that's great there's nothing more that i like to see than when guys get together and and it just gets you know totally rowdy and crazy and they get ahead of themselves because if you've been on tiktok lately you know that's certainly what women do still like when i get together with my girlfriends it's crazy i remember last year being out so late because we were freed from the pandemic. Remember that two-week period of time where we were having the, the best summer period. ever? And I remember saying to my boyfriend, can you just turn off the big light? Like, turn off the overhead light, please? And he's like, Jennifer, that's the sun. <laughs> and it's two in the afternoon. <laughs> and we had, a, we, had a, we had a great time. I remember going through the pictures on my phone and being like, oh, so I do still have it. Okay. Um, so I think it sounds to me like it's totally normal. It sounds to me like he knows how to have fun. And that he's in touch with his inner child, but he also knows how to like shut that valve off um, in order to be a good partner to you. I find this to be a non-issue. Totally. Totally. I mean, I mean we, we do this all the time where it's like you are a different, I don't know, personality or a different person, say, when you're dealing with your parents versus your friends versus a romantic partner. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like different situations and different relationships call for different expectations and different things yes i can be a total dummy when i'm with my friends from university because we've had so much history together and they were with me when i was like at my absolute most obnoxious worst so of course i can like kind of lean into that and then when i'm with romantic partners like no i'm I'm going to be with you the way that you want me like how we've agreed that we're going to be with each other so anyways i don't know i don't find this to be an issue I remember um, hearing a story about my about my ex when he was still married to his wife. And he tells the story yeah. about how um, Calgary got a huge dump of snow 
And they were like, oh my God, this is so much snow. Like you can't shovel it. You can't even manage it. It's just an incredible amount of snow that fell in a short period of time. So they decided to hook skis up to a four by four and they went skiing around the community and they were all having just a blast, right? And it's like two in the morning and then they got the vehicle stuck and it got stuck in and then it got muddy. And so they had to like get this vehicle out and he was so exhausted and had had too much to drink and walked the rest of the way home and just was totally covered in mud, crawled into bed beside his wife. She woke up in the morning and was like, what the hell? There's mud everywhere. It's tracked all through the house. And he's like, (laughs) yeah, we had too much to drink. And I walked home and what a mess. And she was like, you're like, you're so old. What are you doing? And he was like, I'm having fun. And I think that there's nothing wrong with that. Right. Nothing wrong with that. Right. Nobody was harmed. There was no drinking and driving. Like everything was above the board. But, if, you know, to be able to cut back and have some fun, like you and I go out and have fun, Kyle. Well, I'm having fun. I don't know what you're doing, but. Yeah. Like I, I do drag all that mud home afterwards, but uh, <laughs> that's, right. that's, that's my that's issue. Right. So this person writes in and says, I don't know who the S is in this question. Maybe a, a oh. couple, but so a little bit for us. Can a jackass be reformed? Oh, well, we can answer that in a one word answer. Ready? One, two, three. No. no. Yeah, no, I, I, I honestly don't think so. I mean, I guess, the, again, the question you have to ask yourself is like, if their personality in and of itself is a deal breaker, then why are you in the relationship with them in the first place? Totally. But yeah, like they're they're not they're not going to change that fundamentally. Yes, they're going to probably mellow out over time, as most people do. But there's still, still going to be that element that they're still going to want to be like, you know, I could get into this ring with a bowl so it can flip me. Thank you, as always, for submitting your questions to the fishbowl. You can see the theme of the week at any time on our social media platforms or best on our website, Somebody Date Jen and Kyle. That's Jen with two N's.com. Somebody Date Jen and Kyle.com. Um, you can see our question of the week and you can submit your questions to the fishbowl. And we really don't care what they're about. If you don't like the theme of the week, submit any question to the fishbowl and we'll get it organized. And it really does help us to figure out what content you guys want to enjoy. And we can create that for you. Curate that for you. A little artisanal small batch podcasting for you there, Kyle. I found a great article I want to talk about in our unqualified advice section here. So there's a relationship website called Bold. That's Bold with an E. And they usually have some good advice, uh, especially for the LGBTQ community, I will argue. Mm -hmm. Last year, they published an article called Why Dating a Jerk is a Blessing in Disguise. And the only reason I bring up the article is because they interchange jerk with jackass, but they really are talking about a jackass, not a jerk, not a bad person. Mm-hmm. And in it, they make this argument that jackasses are the only type of man, and they only gave the title to men. Jackass is the only type of man that you will find that will be completely authentic with you. What you see is what you get with a jackass, which is a brand proposition that applies to no other group of men. Right. So what do you think of that logic, Kyle? If you know this to be true, would you date a jackass now at 38? Um... I guess the like the very quick answer is yes with a but attached to it. It really would depend on like how elevated their jackassness is presenting itself. Would I want them to wear sweatpants to my grandmother's funeral? <laughs> I was probably just not. Ask you I'd the probably same kind thing. of I'd probably be pretty annoyed by by that sort of thing. But if it's more like like the Stevos of the world who like if anyone bets the money to do a ridiculous thing and they'll take that bet, then I don't know. I'm kind of on board with that for them to be 
to to express themselves that way. So I don't know. It, it it really depends on like the level and the situational awareness that they have. I like the other person the example was like, yeah, jackass with friends, like to the nth degree. But when we're by ourselves, then there's like this sweetness and this caring that's there that I can rely on when I'm you know having a bad day sort of thing. So how about yourself, Jen? I would know totally. I've been thinking about it since I since I put this episode together for us, Kyle. Before mm-hmm. I cared so much about the the look and the feel and what people thought about my partner as an extension of what they thought about me. And I think I've just genuinely given up I, as a part of like, I now know don't even have a song and dance for, for people when they meet <laughs> me. I, it might have been me that put up that billboard in Inglewood. Like, why are you trying to get everyone to like you? You don't like everyone. I think for me, the difference is that if it's a truly authentic person who knows how to cultivate joy in their life, I'm all in right? Someone who sees the lighter yeah. side of life. I mean, if you're also then like, hey, can I have 20 bucks? <laughs> then I'm like, oh, uh. but if you're, if you categorize jackassery as like joie de vie and, you know, just having fun and, and, and not taking yourself too seriously, I might be all in. But I also have the added advantage of bringing, you know, countless, you know, straight laced, appropriately dressed Eddie Bauer catalog wearing men to, parade around my family to be like how about this one how about this one and it was like no 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 i feel attacked at this point but okay (laughs) so maybe a guy who wears sweatpants to a funeral is exactly what's up my alley next because i think for me it's it's now asking the question like i at this point i want to cultivate a lot of joy i want someone who's authentic i'm prepared to be authentic and maybe having a little bit of fun at 38 is uh is what i need so i'm thinking about it a lot and i'll be thinking about it more um, as I head to the theater to watch the new Jackass film, not yet a sponsor. Yeah. I don't like the scatological stuff, but everything else I'm totally on board for. <laughs> okay, sounds, sounds good. Thank you, Jen, for spending another Friday night here with me. Of course, for people who want to kind of join in on the fun here with us on this podcast, of course, you already told people about the website that they can go to, somebodydatejenandkyle.com. That's Jen with two N's. But... We do have some other social media platforms that people can go and engage with us on as well. You know, we thought New Year, New Us here. The Facebook page, we're done with it. You know, Meta was the final straw. We're like, no, we we don't want to be with this anymore. We can't. We just can't do that anymore. So, of course, we're on Twitter, but we're also adding on Instagram. We're adding on TikTok. So we can join us over there. And nicely... We're the same handle on every one of those three platforms, which were at somebody date. Yeah, Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. We'll see you there. And be sure to share your content with us for sure. Once again, happy Friday night, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Stay safe out there and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.